If we're live, I have a very good one for you today. I can already tell. All right. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all? How are you all? Coddington's here. Everyone give a round of applause to Coddington for all his hard work. He's been doing good clips lately, which is, um, hang on, I look a little like a, <laughs> I look a little like a street urchin with my no shirt. I just realized I'm not wearing a shirt underneath my sweater and I was unzipped. All right. Uh, Wednesday is Germanic Woodens, Woodens Day or Roman Day of Mercury. Thanks, Tim. Okay, so anyway, today uh, Gavin McGinnis does not appreciate Kanye West's little prank. He's upset about it. I'm going to play you guys the Grabbler Manifesto, which is exactly what, what people forever do when they're about to try and take over a region. I think Jordan Peterson has full-on dementia. And I now am starting to like NASA. All right. Uh, sounds like a good episode, huh? Oh, hang on. I got to download something real quick. By the way, Telegram's great. Everybody uh, follow Owen Benjamin Comedy. Is that it, Coddington? Owen Benjamin Comedy. T.me slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. It's way, way, way easier than uh, Instagram. So... I, I still follow my super sneaky secret Instagram uh, Instagram for my, uh, you know, I still do some stuff on there, but Telegram's unbelievably easy. I just upload all the videos I'm going to use for my stream, and I just right-click Save As. This one's going to be Mormons. Oh, yeah, and the Mormons are the Jews of uh, America. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about patterns. The Great Salt Lake versus the Dead Sea and what, what not. The pattern of two African-Americans are buying two social media companies allegedly in America. And uh, yeah, everything's good. I'm trying something on Telegram today too. I made you a super chat page. Should make grabbing super chats faster. Okay, Kyneton, just keep me updated. Don't be scared to inform me what your little, what your little pranks are up to. First off, let's just kick things off here. Gavin McGinnis reacts to Kanye West. For president, he was talking about how he's acting just too crazy. As you can see, Gavin McGinnis is not only allowed on YouTube, he's promoted to me on YouTube. I'm going to have to look up what censored means because Gavin McGinnis has his own page called Censored TV because apparently he's censored, but yet he's not censored. Huh. I'm going to have to, uh, to think this over. Um, Bear in mind, Gavin McGinnis, not that long ago, pretended to be raided by the FBI. He received a lot of sympathy, financial support, and uh, coverage until I spilled the beans that he told me privately that he had faked it and it was a prank. Uh, and then later, when his supporters and listeners, who several of them are in prison because they did what he told them to do, which was attack people on the streets, uh, we're really offended and upset that Gavin would be so flippant about an FBI raid because many of his listeners are in federal prison. He said it was art. He said it was art that no one could understand, that it was just a joke. It was a prank. It was art. Kanye West is the richest black man in America, and he is called a genius artist. Gavin McGinnis did not like Kanye West's art, and I'll tell you why. Because Kanye West criticized the crimes of Gavin's bosses, Jews. 
So Gavin McGinnis, the cuck on the left there, uh, is employed by a bunch of Jews that are currently trying to subvert and take over the West and enslave your kids. All right. No big deal. Kanye West points that out, points out the role of porn and subversion and all this stuff. And Gavin did not like that prank one bit because what Kanye did was he's just pranking a little, just doing art. Right. And Gavin's like, no, 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 that isn't art, Kanye. Criticizing the crimes of my financial backers is just too crazy. Um, uh, Gavin did a segment on Kanye on his Monday show, and it seemed like he did it out of obligation, like he was too afraid to even speak about it. Oh, yeah, the Grabbers are, are not having fun right now. I've gotten some word in the, on the grapevine about uh, Kanye's handlers are spiraling. This is, this is apparently real. So that's fun to know. Ezra almost had to give another black eye. Ezra's like, come here, Gavin. Don't you want your vacation? When, when Gavin pretended to be raided by the FBI, it was a prank and art, mind you. He went to France to have a vacation on a sailboat. Well, people that financially support him worried about him and sent him money and condolences. Uh, Kanye West simply pointed out that there's a group of people in America that call themselves Jews that uh, paid off the Kardashians and the NBA and all these people to vaccinate black people. Like Kanye West was ordered by his handlers to go visit the Holocaust Museum. And Kanye said, why don't you go to our Holocaust Museum? It's called Planned Parenthood. Ba-boom! That in the comedy world is called a mic drop, Gavin. Gavin's like, no, no, that isn't comedy. Comedy is me making out with a homosexual named Milo Yiannopoulos to own those damn Muslims. Okay, if Kanye got a black guy, nobody would notice. Ah, that's great, Barley Ma Bear. Well, uh, well done. Okay, so what do Gavin's bosses want to do with America? I'm going to do this slowly and read the subtitles. I've already said this, and it's a very ris risky thing to say, says this Italian legend. Imagine you are in an island, and there's another island here. And you want to conquer it. You want to conquer it. And they are ruled by a leader. Hmm? By the way, this whole uh, manifesto that this guy's explaining, Gavin McGinnis calls a prank and art. Oh, but they are disciplined and they obey their leader. Hmm. The Jays don't like that very much at all, do they? It's impossible to defeat them. Oh, then we will impose democracy on them. Okay, this is the game plan. This is why democracy is so important for global homo, Zionist, grabbler uh, takeover of the world to make it a communist, stateless, um, no possessions. You know, it's the John Lennon song. So, so what do they do? They have a leader. They follow their leader. They're disciplined. Oh, we'll impose democracy on them. Democrat, democratic propaganda. We will promote the most democratic way. Oh, but they also have incredible faith in God. 
They have such faith in God that they will never abandon the front. That they never abandon the front. Oh, then let's promote atheism. Hmm. Is that so? So when Dave Rubin is promoting atheism, democracy, marriage to a man, and adopting babies, trafficking, how is that right-wing traditional value? Hang on, I gotta. Okay, so they promote atheism because they have to break the faith in God. They promote democracy to break the faith in the leader. And what do they do next? Church time is over. From now on, only nightclubs. Okay? Oh, but the youth are healthy and strong. They're in formidable shape. They are the way the Creator made them in His image. Okay, then, from now on, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, drugs, and alcohol. Hey, Gavin, know anyone promoting drugs and alcohol? Huh. Hang on a second. I, I'm, I'm putting the pieces together. It's almost... McDonald's, Coca-Cola, drogas, litrona... Let them be fat, old, and undisciplined. We must abolish military service. Oh, yeah, but the other thing is that they are homogenous. They are a single people, a single race. There is no ethnic chaos. Okay, then... In whatever way we must send them, boats with blacks, Africans, Chinese. Oh, how dare you! Democracy, racism, homophobia, you fat shaming. <laughs> but they have a lot of babies, six or seven babies on average. They're happy to have large families, right? So basically you had a group of people that had faith in God, faith in their uh, country. They obeyed their leader, strong discipline, large families, uh, healthy bodies, healthy minds, uh, and a homogenous population. So what does the grabber want to do? Bring in democracy, bring in food and alcohol and drugs bring in other groups to cause ethnic chaos, and then when you have a lot of babies, what does the grabber want to do? Huh? What does that tricky little grabber want to do? Okay, from now on, there's abortion and the pill. You have defeated that island now. That's war. That's the war. The war is not... And the interesting thing that's happening with Russia and Ukraine is there was all this talk that modern technology was going to change the face of warfare, right? It was just going to be a robot army and drones and a small group of uh, special operators and you didn't need a large population and blah, 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 blah. It's actually the opposite has happened. Because of strong missile and air defense systems, because of uh, all the technology that's come out, war has actually gotten more brutal and it's more about how many infant how much infantry you have it actually has not changed at all so 
to break the demographic, to break the family, to break the homogeny, the faith in God, the faith in your leader. Um, that's what all of this is. It's to take down the West. And they're doing a damn, Gavin and the boys are doing a damn good job. Because here you have Kanye West, an artist, literally an artist. And he did a little prank and a joke pointing out that maybe Gavin McGinnis's bosses, his financiers, the Israelis, are trying to subvert the American nation. Huh, how would they do that? You would ask Kanye West. Well, the vaccine sterilization population reduction program, um, uh, gay sex being promoted to children, um, you know, encouraging women to have less children or zero children. Yeah, Gavin and the Proud Boys. Yeah, it's literally spiritual. Yeah, and by the way, it's not... I know that this gets confusing, but it's this, this guy is not a Jew. This manifesto, this Grabwars manifesto is ancient. And it's been perfected along the way by a lot of groups. By a lot of groups. I, I bet, you know, Carthage and various groups have done this in the past. And it's a way to, um, it's a way to subvert and control groups of people. So democracy, so that you blame everything on yourselves. Oh, it's the damn Democrats. Oh, it's the damn Republicans. There is an agenda that doesn't care who's in uh, office. So as you can see, the Democrats, um, like AOC's people don't give a fuck about Ukraine. AOC's people don't give a fuck about any of the stuff they're pushing. Billions and billions and billions of dollars to the war machine for Ukraine. They don't care. The Republican people, uh, the people that, that support Republicans, don't care about any of the shit they're pushing. They don't want bailouts to banks and zombie corporations. They don't want mass migration to help the, um, the pickers. You know, they don't want any of it. They don't care. The, the way democracy works is red team, blue team, and then you just blame each other. Oh, if the Republicans get in, the horror will stop. Oh, the Democrats get in, then we'll, we'll fix everything. They, they, they just blame each other instead of like, who's subverting you? And then the next level is the only one you can blame is yourself. Because they never, these subversion techniques never force you to do it. They don't force you to eat McDonald's. They don't force you to not have children. They don't force you to lose your faith in God. They don't force you into the nightclubs. That's the reality of it. And that's how you know the devil never made you do it. This is ancient knowledge. And we're re-learning it now. The Nuevo right or whatever sub-left. Yeah, but there's only truth and lies. That's all there is. There is no right or left wing. That isn't even real. That's not really like a national socialist, a social nationalist. Like these are, guys, these are nonsense terms. Like I'll show you nonsense. This guy is considered... This guy is considered an intellectual. Um, this guy uh, is one of the number one authors in Western history at this point. And, uh, and he is the guy who's supposed to use his superior intellect to help young men out of chaos. Okay, this is him answering a question. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and you pose a question. Okay, real quick. I, I, I honestly think he's lost his mind. 
And I'll play the whole thing. Like, look at him. I honestly think he's lost his mind because you can say, oh, no, he's being a, a politician. He's avoiding the question, blah, blah, blah. No, he thinks, he thinks that this works on people. Okay, like Putin, for example, recently did a political response uh, with a sane mind. I'll play the whole thing in a second. It gets even more insane. So someone said, do you plan on taking over Ukraine? And according to the Russian translation, he said, when the special military operations started, we had no plans to take over Ukraine. That was his response. So he avoided the question, but he told people the answer without telling them the answer. The answer is yes, he's going to take over Ukraine. Um, and, and so think about how interesting that is. So what he did is if he said, yes, I'm going to take over Ukraine, that would be a, a claim that could be used in international law and bring in all kinds of propaganda. What he said was he simply slipped in the past tense. So that's how you answer politically. What Peterson is doing here is manic nonsense. And I think he has dementia because if he thinks this works on people, he doesn't understand people at all. And I think that the amount of methamphetamines and benzos and all this stuff he's done has broken his mind. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and yes. you pose a question, yes. you have to understand that the reality of the concepts of your question when you're digging that deep are just as questionable about as what you're questioning you know so people say to me what do you do you believe in god and i think okay there's a couple of mysteries in that question what do you mean do what do you mean you what do you mean believe and what do you mean god and you say as the questioner well, we already know what all those things mean, yep. except belief in God. And I think, no, if we're going to get down to the fundamental brass tacks, we don't really know what any of those things mean. Well, no, no we do, though, Jordan. Jordan, we do. And then I posted that on Telegram and some of the, the gammas came out and they go, no, it makes total sense. Why do you people hate him so much? Why do you go against him? Why don't you understand that what he's saying has... I'm like, what do you mean by hate? What do you mean by you? What do you mean by the? We have to establish what the means. We have to... I'm like, what the... So I just ban all of them, obviously, because I don't believe in democracy. Uh, I don't believe in the non-aggression principle because I'm not retarded. Like, this was uh, something I posted yesterday. Uh, John Pavlovitz says, in your own words, how would you describe libertarians? And someone pops up, house cats. By the way, I popularized indoor cats, but no big deal. They are convinced of their fierce independence while utterly dependent on a system they don't appreciate or understand. And that's true. At least communists understand that their entire world revolves around the government and the financial system. Libertarians are some of the worst, like once you've thought it through, uh, you realize how absolutely asinine libertarianism is. Because what, what's the main things that they say? They say, live and let live. You know, you stay on your land, I stay on my land. Who is anyone to have force? Not aggression principle, right? No, who, where do you think you get your uh, land rights from? It's the government. It's the people with the big guns and the biggest navy in the world, right? 
the people who protect the uh, trade routes, commerce. Um, do you think CAA is getting its money's worth out of Peterson? Well, I'll, I'll get to that. So, so think about libertarianism. Think about, and by the way, the irony, the reason you can smell the stink of sulfur off libertarians and anarcho-capitalists, especially after you explain this and they keep going, is they're very aggressive. And when it, wherever there's inversion, there's a problem. Okay, so the libertarian anarcho-capitalist will stay in your chat uninvited and rant and rant and rant and try and get you to change your mind using force, using uh, the only force that they have, which is words. And they're being very forceful. If they were to simply be alone in the woods and just not interact with me at all, at least they'd have a coherent worldview. But they don't. Uh, there is no, in natural law, the libertarians and the anarcho-capitalists talk all the time about natural law. No force, blah, blah. Nature's only force. You only own what you can defend. I, I watch birds all the time. Chickens, goats, all of it. Uh, alpaca, cow. I live on a farm. And so when you get a roost, you get a roost based on your ability to defend that roost. Like if I put 10 roosters in a chicken coop, you will see a pecking order based on their size and their ability to inflict violence on the other roosters. And that's exactly what happens uh, with human beings. Stefan Molyneux, Dave Smith, all these people, Michael Malice, if there was no uh, government, they would be slaves in about 12 hours. I might do it out of principle just to show them. I'll, uh, like if the government falls, I'm going to take a hot air balloon. I'm going to take an airship. I'm going to go right to New York City. I'm going to get eight black guys that I pay in Kit Kats with whips to beat, just to start whipping Dave Smith. I, this is just hypothetical. It's not a threat. I get him on my hot air balloon. I bring him back to my farm and I have him dig wells for me. Um, and he's going to go, but what about the non-aggression principle? And I go, I don't follow that because I'm not stupid and crazy. So you can't defend yourself. There's no one to call. And now we have a bunch of, because what, what the anarcho-capitalists say is there's no, there should never be a monopoly on force. Oh, but what about corporations? Oh, but they're working with the government. You see, the government has a monopoly on force and they are doing crony free market. And an actual free market would make the world beautiful and utopia. No, no. Without a free market, without a monopoly on force, you get a power vacuum, right? And then you get a bunch of upstart governments, little mom and pop governments. They're commonly referred to as warlords. Okay, I know people that would do that. How do you keep the nigs from turning on you, BB? I know, I did a whole stream last night about it. I know exactly how to... Every group of people has a different uh, carrot and stick for slavery. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, I, the actual good moral slavery is outlined in the Bible. Uh, the builder buddies eat what the master eats. They can leave whenever they want. The contract, there's no for The irony is, is I'm actually more anarcho-capitalist than these people. Because, you know, the Dave Smiths of the world want to run for president to rule the government in order to get rid of the government. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, don't don't spill the beans, right? Good, good job, guys. Uh, Kit Kats, yeah, and also, um, so what motivates blacks in America in general? Not all, but most. 
is they want financial independence. They dream about it. They'll do anything to get enough money so they can buy a house for their mama and uh, be free of the, of the uh, burden of money. You know, it motivates them to do unbelievable amount of shit, right? But at the same time, they have the highest amount of uh, conspicuous consumption because they have, I believe, a genetic Achilles heel where they do view themselves as kings and queens. And so how, so they will, um, of all the groups in America, the number one group for com conspicuous consumption means the attempt at looking rich, like buying $1,500 shoes with no function, like what Kanye West sells. It's because they want other people to see them as rich, even if they're impoverished. And so uh, trinkets, name brands, the way to enslave blacks is how they're enslaved right now. Like they're currently enslaved. So how is it? Well, you keep them poor and desperate. So they have that fire to get financial independence, right? And then you feed them brands, you know, Tommy Hilfiger is a Jew, right? So you sell them $300 jeans and someone who lives in a tenement building with 10 other people in a uh, one bedroom apartment, you know, roaches everywhere. He'll spend all his money on jeans. And then it goes, so uh, the grabbers have figured out how to launder uh, money through the system. So welfare and warfare. So you take the welfare money, you give it to the blacks, you get them all to spend it on all the companies you own. The Bronfman family owns Hennessy, Cognac, Bacardi, all, gin and juice, all this shit that, they're, that they spend their money on. Uh, and so their amount of consumption that doesn't go into their well-being is the highest of any group. Like... Poor whites, you can get them to buy uh, Mountain Dew, Doritos, McDonald's, NASCAR shit. It's not even close to, uh, to the blacks. The blacks, you can, you can uh, funnel money, you can wander money so fast through their population because the problem with a lot of whites, and this is why whites are so demonized, is because uh, they save it and they, and they prepare for winter. You know, the middle class whites... They will virtue signal. They will. They will conspicuously consume virtue. Priuses, Teslas, you know, donations to World Wildlife. I'm. I'm not saying whites are better people. They're just a different enslavement. So the way to enslave white people is uh, virtue signaling, where they don't want to step out from the new virtue given to them by the same people that own cognac, Tommy Hilfiger. You know, Ralph Lauren is a Jew. They're all Jews. And that's what uh, Kanye is pointing out. He's saying, listen, I'm enslaving my own people. Kanye is enslaving his own people. So, you know, here are two African-Americans, Elon Musk and Kanye West. Listen up, liberal. My wife left me. The fractal reality of Kanye and Elon is amazing to me. They're both ex uh, ex extremely rich African-Americans in America with broken families that are trying to red pill people. And they're now buying failing social media platforms. Very interesting. Come on, Kim. You know, and Elon's like, well, you know, going to the Mars is a lot like going to Antarctica. Uh, facts, we called them being nigger rich. It basically means being foolhardy with cash. Yeah, and black, black intellectuals were talking about this all the way up until the 90s. You know, if you took an African studies class in college, you would learn what I'm explaining right now, but you're no longer allowed to know this because it's so exploited. And when you have the knowledge of this, you don't fall for it as much. The Achilles heel of black Americans 
is conspicuous consumption, wanting to appear to look rich. The Achilles heel of white Americans in general, there's all different groups, obviously, but in general, is wanting to appear good. So the blacks want to look rich. So they will spend all their money that they just got from welfare or they stole. They will commit crimes to look rich because in West African tribal conditions, and a lot of these, the blacks that fall for this, I, I think there's at least two types of blacks in America. There's Aboriginal blacks and there's African blacks. I think there's two, at least two major black with black skin. There's groups of black skinned people in America that don't fall for this as much, as much more than whites, but West African former, you know, the ones that came from West Africa in their tribal environments, the alpha wears the nicest clothes. They always smell good. They have the fancy car, even if they're shaman. Like one of my friends lives with a tribe in West Africa, you know, this, like those aboga shamanistic tribes. And, you know, they're all dialed in to like hallucinogenics and they're like, you know, doing rituals and they're like one with the plants and all this. The alpha still will spend an exorbitant amount of his resources on nice clothes, nice cars, smelling nice. And so what did the American grabber do to the black? They convinced them all that there are kings and all queens. So if every fucking, because that one thing that happens in tribal uh, Africa is when you can't afford that shit, you don't consume it. You buy stuff that, like when you know you're not the alpha, you're not the shaman, you're not the chief, uh, you spend your money on stuff for your family, but you still consume publicly as much as possible. And so in America, what the, what the marketing grabbers have done is, you know, Queen B, Beyonce, Queen, oh yeah, Queen, you go Queen. And then they've removed the shame of being obese. You know, they've, they've made people want to buy $500 shorts from Kim Kardashian and $1,500 boots from Kanye West. And it sucks all the money right back up through the system. So you get the government to launder the money from the Federal Reserve. Welfare goes to the poor people. The poor people spend it on lotto tickets, um, you know, conspicuous consumption clothing, diamonds with no value at all. Diamonds have no value at all. Okay, so how do you do it with whites? The white like me, the white like a lot of you, when you get money, you don't conspicuously consume. In fact... Uh, I would be, I would feel embarrassed if someone saw me wearing a, sh a t-shirt that they knew cost $500. I would be embarrassed. If they saw me driving a, you know, a car that cost $500,000 or something like that, I would literally be like, I, I'm, I'm borrowing it from a friend. I'm not retarded, I swear. In rural white culture, you're seen as disgusting if you act like, the nigger rich in cities act, but there's an Achilles heel and that is virtue signaling because what whites have an impulse control, they lack in a fundamental moral knowledge of themselves. Like there's a, there's a psychopathy to a lot of whites. There's a, there's a craziness to a lot of whites where they um, are bred and genetically honed to survive winter which means in the family line, they've eaten some questionable shit, all right? They've been able to uh, deal with tough decisions and 
keeping food safe for the winter and not touching it. And if someone tries to touch it, you kill them with a knife. Okay, that's some hardcore shit. So what do you feed the whites? You feed them virtue that other people think they're good because in a winter environment, if people think you're immoral or you're eating too much yourself, they'll kill you. That's why the perception of being morally sound is how you enslave the whites. Isn't it fascinating? So, okay, let's say you're in a tribal African village. The number one man is the one who has the most expensive shit, the most bling, the most, you know, showing of colors and, and all that shit because they have no winter. 24-7, 365, there's fucking fruit growing everywhere. Water's always falling from the sky. There's animals everywhere. There's no lack of anything. They do not develop a culture uh, to save. Let's say you go up to Norway. <laughs> yeah, they're literally peacocks. Yeah. White people are exactly the opposite. Northern climates. If you peacock, it means someone's gotten into the winter storage. And that, and what happens to a, uh, to a curious cat, kill, curiosity kills the cat, right? So if you are uh, lavish and like this thing cost $8, you know, I would, it's one thing to look presentable and nice. And that's usually more Mediterranean. Like our fancy pants tailor bear, I believe is Italian. What do we know about the Mediterranean? It doesn't have a winter. The farther up you go, the more it is seen as shameful to have flashy clothing. That's why the best dressed Europeans are all uh, Italian, Sicilian, Greek, the French Riviera. The it, Dude, it's all about environment. You go up to a climate where you have a brutal winter and if you're looking like a fucking peacock, you stole and you got to go. BB, the richest guy in a rich neighborhood is the guy with the oldest Mercedes. Right, right. Vox looked down on BB's footwear. Yes. But the Swiss don't, um, you know, like the northern Italian culture where Vox lives is, uh, is uh, it's interesting. It's like two different cultures. So you have uh, that culture is, is more apt to dress well. And then the Swiss are more functional. They're, they're, they, there's no Swiss uh, you know, clothing and like, they're like, who's your favorite Swiss designer? What do they design? Watches. Because that'll keep you alive. Okay. Traditional English is to hide your wealth. Exactly. Exactly. That's why when me and Amy were building our house, I insisted that it was, that it wouldn't be more than 2,300 square feet because I didn't want to, uh, be, in like a, a large, op, you know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, it was what we could afford, but I would feel very uncomfortable living in a 5,000 square foot house. I'll just put it that way. And so that's just me, though. If someone's from a equatorial Mediterranean type um, upbringing genetically and culturally, it's totally different. Northern Italians look down on Sicilians like niggers. Yeah, they do. They do. Taylor Bear, they do. When a white peacock, that means they're gay and like cock. Yes. And there's different types of white. Like, do you mean from uh, Barcelona or do you mean from Stockholm? Okay. Uh, is BB streaming? I'm having some issues with UA and Odyssey ain't up. Thanks, Kyneton. Any, uh, any uh, can you give us some information here? 
I'm just going to play Jordan Peterson making absolutely no fucking sense because he wants to sound like a good person, but he still wants to make $100 million. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because no, it doesn't. It doesn't beg. Fundamental reality. It doesn't beg. Like th this little cuck sitting next to him. Why isn't he saying no? It doesn't beg that question. Did you rape her, Jordan? It depends on what you mean by Jordan. What do you mean by did? What do you mean by you? What do you mean by rape? Like what the fuck? How is this good? And I'll tell you why this little cuck won't respond is because he wants to appear to be a good person. And because Jordan Peterson will get him more resources for the winter. This is going to sound crazy coming from me, but I think uh, blacks are more prone to violence, violent crimes, but I think there's a psychopathy to whites that blacks don't have as much. Like there is a cold vampiric insanity to a lot of Northern European, Northern American people that, you know, like in this situation, if these are black dudes, want to be like, nigga, what are you talking about? What do you mean by did? Like they don't have that whole, like, I'm not going to say a word because I need to have three apples in the month of February. There's something fucking crazy about the virtue signal of Caucasians. Blacks don't virtue signal as much. What they do is they uh, wealth signal. They can live with their moms in a fucking apartment and they will try and draw, they will try to put diamonds and it's always shit with no actual value. Diamonds is a Jewish trick done by the De Beers company out of, it's all owned by Jewish people. This is why Kanye is flipping out because he's seeing the patterns now. They've convinced these idiots that little stones are worth money. It's the same, but they do the same thing to white people. They've convinced whites that if you eat insects, you will change the weather. Jews and blacks have one thing in common. They both, when they get rich, want to make it rain. But the blacks want to do it with fiat currency and a strip club. And the Jews want to do it with weather modification. But they're, they're so similar in that sense, where it's like, nigga, I got to make it rain. And the Jews are like, I'm going to make it rain or take away the rain so I can make plenty of money and, and reallocating where the soybeans are planted. All right, listen to this fucking psychopath. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? It does not. Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and yes. you pose a question, yes. you have to understand that mm -hmm. the reality of the concepts of your question, when you're digging that deep, are just as questionable about as what you're questioning. You know, so I mean, it's, it's exhausting. So uh, Persian Jew says, so true, control with money is a huge deal. Huge. And how you do different uh, groups. Why do you think groups like me and a lot of you guys are so demonized? Because we don't virtue signal with conspicuous consumption and we don't wealth signal with conspicuous consumption. So we don't, so we're not good vessels to do a crop rotate, to do this, this uh, farming mechanism of fiat and labor. That's really why you're hated because when you make money, I know a lot of people that listen to me are just like me. When, when I make money, what do I do? I'm buying private property in Missouri so that we can have events and get togethers outside of the control of the banks. Do you think they like that? 
you know, me explaining this stuff, they want you drunk, sterile, sad, and spending all your money on shit that does not matter. If you spend your money on things that will, if you get out of debt, if you buy land, if you buy uh, tools for your skill set, you become less and less controllable. The entire thing is about control. Like, listen, diamonds are free in Africa and they're resold times 10,000 to African-Americans. So uh, 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 an impoverished black African will find a fucking diamond on the ground and throw it away because it has no actual value. They're everywhere in Africa. In America, you can sell the same diamond that the black and African knows is bullshit 10,000x. So how do you sell that fucking diamond to a white? Virtue signal, engagement rings. How much do you love me, baby? How good of a man are you? I, I bought my wife a diamond ring, I get it, I fell for it. But it's true. So you market diamonds and diamonds are bullshit. You can make them in a lab, They're, there's no value. They're literally like, like pebbles at a beach. So how do you market the diamond to the black? You don't do it for um, virtue. No, it's I better than you, I king. Look at me, I got diamond, I'll throw away the diamond. I burn the diamond, I put a diamond on my dick, right? How do you market the diamond to a, man, a white man? It's how much do you love your wife? You understand? But they're both retarded. Listen to this fucking lunatic. Say to me, what do you, do you believe in God? And I think, okay, there's a couple of mysteries in that question. What do you mean do? What do you mean you? What do you mean believe? Okay, what- this, is, this is literally crazier than a fork-faced Jim Bob meme. What do you mean do? What do you mean you? Do you believe in God? Do you think that this world was made by a creator? Do you think your existence came from a creator, a creative force, or chaos? It's very fucking simple, Jordan. Well, it depends on what you mean by mean. Because I think he thought he was being slick doing this for a while, and now his mind is broken. His mind is broken. Because there's no way you can think this works on people. And anybody in any comment section, not BitChute, I let BitChute run. Have you noticed that people have talked shit about my dead dog and how it's my fault? I don't even ban any. BitChute's nature is harsh. It's like the outer... It's like the outer lands. My Telegram channel, if you want to have conversations that aren't like someone doesn't just pop in like, he's a Jesuit trans Luciferian. Uh, Telegram, I'll monitor and and ban. If anybody is defending this, they're out. Oh, dude. Oh, you can't handle it? No, go to BitChute. I'll let you fucking, I'll let you rant all day long at BitChute. You can tell me that I'm trans and I'm a six foot eight woman who's Jesuit trained and I'm a Jew Nazi who is secretly, go ahead. I literally, I only ban on BitChute and it's not even me, it's COD. We've, we've just made, we've had these rules. Images, spam, and death threats. Other than that, it's like, run with it. If, if people need an outlet, and I do read a lot of them, not always, but Telegram isn't like that. Telegram I'm starting to use a lot more because Instagram is getting like, they have no, it depends on what you mean by hate. Like, it's just so stupid. What do you mean by clean your room? Buck, what do you mean bucko? That thought pattern to me is the fruit from the garden. I've had philosophical convos like this. They keep saying, well, what about 
the definition of, and it's fractally endless. If you don't accept logos, there's no ability to function. Yeah, because you don't have trust with the other speaker. And Jordan Peterson doesn't believe in God. So he can't say that because as a Satanist, they'll kill him. Like if he's like, if he says, I am a Christian, I do not worship Lucifer or Satan, he will literally be killed. I, I can, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm, I'm 99% sure that that dude's a Satanist. And so Satanists can never actually say anything true. Hang on, I'm going to play this again and open my door. It's fucking hot as balls in here. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and yes. you pose a question, yes. you have to understand that the reality of the concepts of your question, when you're digging that deep, are just as questionable about as what you're questioning. You know, so people say to me, what do you, do you believe in God? And I think, okay, there's a couple of mysteries in that question. What do you mean do? What do you mean you? What do you mean believe? And what do you mean God? And you say as the questioner, well, we already know what all those things mean, yeah. except belief in God. And I think, no, if we're going to get down to the fundamental brass tacks, we don't really know what any of those things mean. No, well, no, no, we do, Jordan. You're a lying snake. Cod, will you send me that sketch I did years ago of Jordan stealing from me and I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it? What I don't understand is why... Uh, what I don't understand is why doesn't anyone just simply call him out for it and say, um, uh, and say like, dude, answer the question, you fucking psycho. They're like, yeah, yeah, it makes a great point. Because that's why they have to curate and censor and ban and all this stuff because any reasonable person would just say, uh, what the fuck? All right, let me just read this real quick. I just opened a package. For the man who has um, everything, unfortunately, roadkill by others. Hey, BB, I trust all is well, and you are getting prepped for the winter season after a bountiful um, harvest. My work of late requires me to travel. My personality and love connection for nature always keeps my eyes peeled. Birds of prey instantly catch my attention. To happen across uh, something killed on the interstate is a rare occasion. Uh, when such discoveries occur, I've taken it upon myself to give thanks and praise an opportunity for harvesting and preserving God's creation, a gift for me and us. Uh, hope, um, all right, all the best, pure Vita Bear. All right, thoughts and prayers. Thank you very much. Thank you, pure Vita Bear. That was very nice of you. Um, huh. All right, let's continue. Is this a new interview? I don't know, but it's just retarded. By the way, I'm starting to like NASA. NASA makes fun of gammas better than, than, better than I do. Okay, so scientists stumped after black hole burps up star years after eating it. And so Cod wrote, uh, oh, you mean a black hole spit out gas after a long period of consumption? It's a fart. They're getting science stars to share a Photoshop of a fart. Yeah, I mean, they got uh, science, like gamma males to believe that um, Uranus smells like farts. It was on the front of USA Today. Uranus smells like farts. And they're like, hey, did you know Uranus smells like farts? 
And so that's hilarious. And I'm starting to like NASA's uh, work a bit again. Because once you get the joke, they're just making fun of people who suck. All right, anyway, let's continue. What is this? I'll grab our manifesto. Of course, Gavin McGit. Oh, let me uh, let me play what, what Kyington just sent me. <laughs> we made this. How many years ago did we make this, Kyle? This is a long time ago. Where did you send it? Here we, oh, here we go. Uh, sorry, the file you requested does not exist. Coddington, there's no file there. Um, can you try and find it again? Let's see here. That doesn't exist. Jesus, Coddington, what have you done? Did you sell it? Do you sell it for, for money? Well, Coddington finds it. I'm going to read a letter that I can read part of it because it's torn. But this is from uh, Vegas Gravy Train. He sent me a piece of artwork that I will, I will show. It's a very cool bear. See that? Very cool. All right, let me read this. This art is a donation to BB and Bertari. I heard the Red Barn in Missouri will be remodeled. Oh, that's a great spot for that. It's a good call. And eventually filled with bear artwork. I have no expectation, but perhaps this bear art would be an appropriate piece. Meanwhile, I'm sure you can find an ideal spot in your home or barn. That's, that would be perfect in a rustic barn. Thanks for the daily entertainment and fun. I especially enjoy your recent streams on how money works and the special Saturday stream unpacking Vladimir Putin's speech. Your interview with Allison Morrow was a fun one. I liked your answer to a question, what is Bertaria? It's such a great question and one that I get often. Your answer was on point. To me, Bertaria is a like-minded community heading in the same direction, seeking truth, benefiting from all the fruits of the earth, honoring our heavenly father and separating from Babylon. We are building something better Bertaria sees the earth as probably not a spinning ball, a gift from God. Yeah, but that's not a dividing line at all. But I, I get what you're saying. Oh, we see it as a gift from God, yeah. Um, and a source of health and wealth. Fundamentally, Bertaria knows true wealth is family. There you go. Found it on BitChute, waiting for it to load. It's from a while back, so it might take a minute. Before I engaged the bear community, I had gone to Rockfin for Tripoli and found Allison Morrow along the way. I gladly left both behind when Martin made a bad business decision. You don't need to. I don't consider Martin from Rockfin an evil guy. Um, the fact, it goes a long way for me that he had a public conversation about the incident. And uh, I wish him well. You don't have to leave Rockfin on my behalf. And I mean that. Even though I was kicked off Rockfin for literally making a joke that, that no one finds offensive. He made a mistake. He didn't remedy the mistake, which is one is a thing. You know, he didn't invite me back on. That being said, I think he was trying to do what he thought was right. Um, all right, let me. Um, all right. My personal gateway to the bear community came via the Building Bertari documentaries less than a year ago. There's been no turning back for me. The more bears I meet, the more I learn, grow, and discover. And I'm inspired to build Bertaria. No one is having more fun than us. BB, I also play the piano. My parents made me take lessons for years as a kid. How long have you played and how'd you get into it? To this day, I enjoy sitting down at the piano, releasing tension and stress via music. I love to watch you do the same. I have dreams of dueling piano someday with you 
uh, at the campsite in the Ozarks. The first Southern Nevada Bear Meetup has been officially scheduled. We will gather at 6 p.m. on Saturday, October 29th for a barbecue and potluck and Vegas-style bonfire. Hit me up on the Bertari Times app at Vegas Gravy Train for the details. God bless you and Amy and all the Bear Cubs. I have some fun things I'd like to send their way this fall. A reminder to send me the jacket sizes and send those two onward. Thank you, brother. That was a great message. I've, I've played piano since I can remember. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play piano with you. I just don't, I don't know the likelihood of having two pianos at the Ozarks, but I, I'm sure we'll probably end up with one. So I'd love to hear you play. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Let's see if Kyneton has sent the documents. I think we made this in like 2017, by the way. So we've been on to this fucker for a while. Two keyboards. Eh. Doing keyboard sounds very gay. Flipping a little mail, shall we? Owen, the Insta last night streams have been, the Instagram night streams, by the way, they're all available at unauthorized.tv. George looks picturesque. He's a great dog. Um, by the way, I don't know if you guys, because a lot of people have related to me on how Sophie died and uh, our, our accident and all that. Dude, I think about it like all the time right now. Like every time, and Amy's the same way. Like every time we have quiet time, we just think about Sophie. How long does that fucking last for, man? It's like, it's really sad. Um, every time there's like, my mind just wanders to Sophie and I think I just think about memories of her and just I haven't been like weeping like I was. Um, but man, this is going to take a while. Months. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I'm not just going to like do it on streams, but it's years, says Carrie. It's wild, dude. It's wild. It's like uh, I keep replaying the event when it happened and. It's definitely changed me for the better in certain ways. I mean, I've always considered myself a, uh, a relatively careful driver, but I think now I'm like, I'm going to be crazy. Um, just share the bench with him. You go high, you go low, Boston accent. What are you talking about, paraplegic? Paraplegic. My dog ended up paraplegic and, and you know, and now it's, it's, be it's better for everyone if, if they just die, you know, I'm just kidding. Kind of, um, are the dogs looking for her? Kind of, there's a, there's, there's two things that have happened. One, I feel like they miss her, but it might be me projecting, but they're eating better. Cause Sophie was nuts with food. And so, <laughs> I mean, poor Sophie, man, I fucking miss that dog a lot. Uh, and, and Amy also feels super guilty. I mean, I'm the one who, who ran over her. Unbelievable that that happened. But um, Amy feels like she wasn't giving her enough love. She's like, did she know she, uh, I loved her? And she's like feeling guilty about that. I'm like, Amy, like, yes. Sophie was very simple-minded and was motivated by food and dominance. So that's it. She was a very happy dog. She lived a great life. It's all good. Everything dies, but 
I, and even if I didn't, if, if I wasn't, you know, I held her on my lap for an hour and a half and she like slowly faded. Even if that didn't happen, I would have felt guilt of something, you know, Benny pushed her. We joked about that. Uh, and it, we, we literally joked that Benny pushed her in front of the truck because, uh, I had two Siberian Huskies that ran away right before I moved to Dallas. It still hurts when I think of them. Still, yeah. Owen, stop remembering the death, exalt in her life. Well, yeah, Bill. I mean, if I was a psychopath, I could just turn that off in my head, but I'm not. Uh, there's always guilt when your dog dies, regardless of this. Yeah, 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 totally. If I'd, like, put her down, I would have felt guilt, uh, just as guilty. It's like, and that would have happened eventually. Uh, I think George was tired of the food getting stolen and set her up. Yeah, I mean, now Benny and watching Benny and Honey eat out of the same bowl without food aggression and mania uh, was kind of funny to me because Sophie has been kind of like a food dragon, almost like smog that has been nuts. Like I would have to hold Sophie on her back to feed uh, the other dogs. But other than that, she was so sweet. Never yipped at our family. Always was loyal, like to a degree that was nuts. Like obsessed with us. Uh, like when, when she used to sleep in our bed eight years ago with us, she would always try to worm her way between us, <laughs> me and Amy. You know, she was uh, very physically jealous. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. And she would spite pee everywhere. I mean, listen, I, it's, it's bad to speak ill of the dead, but it's just funny. She's a dog. But if we didn't let her places, she would pee right at the door. Like, she would, like, want to mark it. It's like she knew. She knew you saved her. Yeah, she was super grateful. But then I killed her. So it's like, fuck. All right. Um, moving on. My brother gave his dog an edible for pain. She chased squirrels one last time, then a bullet. Nice. Maybe so Sophie made her last lesson of love to you by sacrificing herself so you'd be more aware of how you drive now that there's four kids in your property. It's a very nice thing to think about, but no. She, uh, she was pumped I was home. She was walking right next to the tire. I had seen her. I was driving very slow. Um, I figured she was behind me. George was jumping on a truck in front of me. I just turned a little bit to park my car to, uh, to get out and help the driver get George down and splat. You know, that's exactly what happened. And she didn't, um, she didn't give herself up to teach me one final lesson. She just wanted food and uh, she wanted to try and rub her pelvis on various objects. All right. Dogs have group souls per Steiner, so the part of the dog's soul just returns to its group soul. That's interesting. I've, I think about that a lot. Uh, the Insta night streams have been great this last week. A tip for the piano man, keep crushing. Dan from Levittown. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. And yeah, I enjoy doing those. And they're all at unauthorized.tv because it's a cool way to uh, have exclusive content at unauthorized that makes sense for me because... I can't keep them that long in Instagram because they just delete my page. So I, after like two days, I, uh, I delete them and you can find them at unauthorized. All right. 
Uh, I think of all my animals hanging out together when the, when one may pass. Could it be you saved her twice? I don't know. No, I I killed I killed the dog. You know, I'm I'm pretty fucking Germanic when it comes to self ownership, guys. Um, there's no I don't go with like um, nice thoughts very well because I'm like that would be nice, but no. My do dog has parts of my past dogs in her. That's awesome. I love the smell of a Jim Bob roast in the evening. Yeah, I put that on BitChute. I clipped that and Rumble and Telegram and all that um, because it was so funny. Big Bear, bear with me, a musical fantasy. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Thunder Tug sent me on the ACDC Angus Spiral Rabbit Hole. ACDC is Satan's house board. But you and Anchor Bear claimed it for the good, the true, and the beautiful. In my 50-plus years of rocking, I have a humble suggestion of what may be a uh, rock and roll masterpiece, maybe with the Smith Family Band. Dust off those powdered wigs for Thunder Tugged with Anchor Bear at the Bertaria Jamboree and the Ben Franklin Kite electri Electrify It. Uh, yeah, we're definitely, Anchor Bear is going to be at the next Vertari Festival, and I'm going to be playing and, and performing with him. I may record another special. I'm starting to get excited about stand-up again. Uh, you guys, part of me has, the, you know, I, I'm unsure about performing for the first time in four years to record a special without working out any jokes, but part of me doesn't care. So if you guys are... Uh, or a warm, nice audience. I'm sure we can we can figure something out. But um, I mean, in the past, I I would do jokes a thousand times before considering it for a special. Now it's like my last special; those jokes were two weeks old, and you could tell. I mean, it was a good special. The you're doing great, kid. Unauthorized TV taped it at a airport airport in Ohio, but you can tell that I wasn't. Like that, it was some of the first times I'd ever said any of that shit. So uh, maybe at the next fest, I do two or three sets in a dome that we build. Who knows? I'm just dreaming right now. But um, can you have Jim Bob back on to roast each other the whole stream? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna really push for him to come to the next year's uh, national festival. We could do a lot of funny stuff on stage together. All right. Um, the most likely wearer of schoolboy pants is Angus, young, brilliant guitarist, percussionist of ACDC. Thunder tug ends. Crowd goes wild. Act two over, please. Lights down. Spot an anchor bear riffing into it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, seminal rock chords. Big Bear covers guitar with keyboard, vocals, and building. Crescendo, tsunami of Australian gravy. I don't know. Uh, it's a long way to the top. Um... Lyrics with simple rhyme pattern, ideal for Big Bear improv, but not even needed. The song lyrics hold up on their own and stoned, drunk, are double entendres. BB was stoned by Babylon critics. BB drunk with joy and truth gravy. What makes this song indebitably powerful is the bagpipe bridge. Well, we got a bagpipe player, Clayton the Mormon. Oh, I forgot. I'm so glad I, I just remembered the Mormon gravy. Uh, 
and patterns repeating. He plays bagpipes. You know, you can't buy bagpipes. You have to have someone make them for you. It's like a real thing. It's like a whole thing. Because I think Mormons are the Jews of America, and I'm about to prove it. All right. Violin's Amy and Son spotlight reveal Amy on violin trading riffs with Owen and Anchor Bear. A good time is had by all. From John from Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, that, that would be awesome. I mean, I, I doubt we can pull it off, but because I don't think Amy and the kids are coming to the festival, but that sounds awesome. All right. Well, I haven't even read Super Chats yet from Coddington. Unless we didn't have any, and the sweet, sweet boy is going to go, is going to go um, uh, hungry again. If Coddington, if we don't get entropy chats, Coddington doesn't fucking eat, which is probably good for his belly. But uh, you know, entropy streamed out live slash app slash Owen Benjamin comedy. Unless you want to see our sweet, sweet Coddington starve like the fucking dirty homeless wretch that he is. It is, says Cod. What? What is? Uh, do we have super chats, Coddington? Bagpipes and snare drums sound cool as fuck together. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's a, it's a pretty cool combination. Coddington doesn't eat if he doesn't get super chats. He panhandles his body. We do. Okay, hit me with the super chats, Coddington. Stop being so weird about it. Was there another, like, whole thing that I should be looking at? Hey, Bears, Mormons, the Jews of America, okay, question mark. Well, I'll show you. Okay, Black Lady Bear has a problem. Because her and Kanye think the blacks are the Jews of America. Well, until you guys can go a week without spending two grand on a useless pair of sneakers, I'm not going, like, you guys don't act like Jews at all. Like, you're, you're retarded with money. And I mean that with love. Kind of. Um, all right, uh, let's, uh, kick things off. I know black lady bear wants to know what the hell I'm talking about. The Mormons, I believe are the Jews of America, not the blacks. The blacks are the, uh, they, they don't, they literally can't go a week without spending all their money on something that they can peacock. My brothers and sisters, I live in the great state of Utah, and I want you to know that there's a lot of mystical ley lines. Everything that goes on here in Utah is a pretty powerful thing. And I want you to know that uh, I live here now. I'm not from here, but I live here now, and I love it. There's a lot of common ground about Utah and, of course, Israel. What's really crazy about all this, you're starting to see that there's a lot of common colors and terrain. I mean, it's not to the T, they're not cookie cut stamps, but they really are close. Of course, you got the Hypersaline Lake, the oh. Dead Sea in Palestine, of course, and you got the Great Salt Lake. On this one, what's really interesting uh, is you got the Sea of Galilee right here, a fresh body of water. And of course you got Utah Lake. Pretty interesting, right? But wait, there's more. Both have the Jordan River. Pretty interesting, right? Hmm. The next one that I find, of course, really important is you got two uh, major holy sees. Obviously, the Israel one is well known all over the world. The one in Salt Lake City is not as big, but it's very important to the... 
Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy kind of sounded retarded. But it, when you when you mix his gravy with the black dude's gravy about how when you track the pilgrimages and Mount Pig, Pisgah and all this stuff, it's all right there. Weren't they supposed to move to Utah instead of the Middle East? I don't know. I mean, those aren't those are just sodomites. Like those are, you know, Israel. The country is no offense, Yogi Bear, Samson the Great Bear. You know, we got some good listeners in Israel, but in general, it's pretty gross. It's pretty much just a bunch of butt boys looking to avoid their uh, taxes and their uh, being put to prison. Okay, how do the Mormons fit in Duet Twenty Eight? The fact that blacks are the way they are, we fit the curses. This is a race for last place, as Black Lady Bear. Well, I'm just pointing this out that the Mormons, the Jews try and sell debt and porn. I'm going to do a whole stream on Alfred Kinsey, by the way. It's relatively recent how fucked up things have gotten. He, he, uh, he groomed a young Jew named Hugh Hefner to uh, sexualize the youth. Anyway, the Mormons sell Tupperware and trampolines. But other than that, they're identical. They both have their little Zion and their, their bank and their dead lake and their loopholes and their international elements. And it's almost identical, except one sells pornos and debt. The other sells Tupperware and, and trampolines. And so, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards those guys. I've read the Mormons really manipulate Hispanics like Jews do to blacks. I've heard Romney is above the cartel and trafficking people and drugs. Who'd you hear that one from, Nunbear? Any uh, sources or just the wild whispers of the internet? When you're going to make a claim, like, don't get me wrong, I think Romney's a, a cuck and a sellout. But if you're going to make claims like that, you better have a little bit of evidence outside of the whispers of Satan have told me this. All right, here's the, uh, some super chats. Meek Not Weak Bear says, Owen, the bear community is way bigger than we know. I drove down to Florida to help rebuild hurricane-hit homes, and the random man I was working with is a bear. Life is great, and God is amazing. Keep crushing, Big Bear. Side note, please tell Southern Bears to join the Telegram Room Dixieland Bears. Thanks. Well, yeah, but it's also people that are willing. Life must be a lot easier if you're sociopathic or psychopathic. And uh, I'm not saying to not cry for pets. Either you're raised with clear delineations of man and animals. That doesn't make you a psychopath, by the way. We're back. How long was I gone for, Connington? Was I off? What, what did you guys miss? I don't know how some bears keep up with all the different chats. Connington, what just happened? Did I just lose my uh, internet? Um... Five seconds for me, says Cod. 30 seconds for 12 seconds. Well, you don't have to stitch that. Do you, Cod? Is everything working? Like 20 seconds. Two minutes is Booney. I think Booney's Bear just had her own problems. Five seconds gone. That's no big deal. What was I talking about? Oh, uh, some somebody asked, did you guys hear the part about bears being everywhere? Um... They're everywhere. People are doing good stuff. They're not at Cardi B concerts. Uh, okay, so you heard that? Okay, so all we missed was someone asked me if they were sociopathic because they wouldn't cry for their pets. Not, not sociopathic. If, if I was raised with a better delineation between animal and man, which I was not, because I was raised Catholic, which basically means agnostic, 
And, uh, and so I viewed the animals as my children, which is crazy. It's not good, but it's true. And so when Sophie died and when Benny's gotten sick and stuff, uh, it, it was almost like a human was. And so it was very, very hard. And this is why it's logically not good to be like that because it's really hard not to, but they're all going to, you know, they don't live that long and it's incredibly taxing to have that much of an emotional connection with a dog. I think about her all the time right now. Like all the time I'm thinking about Sophie. This little fucking min pin that we rescued 10 years ago. She was three years old with a heart murmur and she's had cancer and all this shit. And like she shit everywhere and she was food possessive and all that. I still like I viewed her as like a like a, kind of a fucked up family member that was had a great heart and meant well. And uh, I literally think about her all the time. Some dogs are better than humans, though. Uh, what do you mean better? They don't have the same free will as people. I sound like Peterson. What do you mean better? <laughs> They're such sweethearts, though. Oh, I know. Dude, I, I'm a, I'm a, I viewed them as my family. But they're animals. They are animals. And it's like that Sarah McLaughlin fur baby shit I've realized is a eugenics program to get women to view their pets as babies so that it sucks up that maternal instinct. So I, I realized that there's such, uh, she was truly ungovernable. What a beautiful thing. Yeah, so is this fucker over here, George. I, if any of them was going to die from a car, it was him. I always thought. Because Sophie never would run away. She never had, she always wanted to be right next to us. He's ungovernable. I mean, I, we have to have a shot collar on him so that he doesn't even go to the fence because he would just hop it and run and run and run. Like he's just nuts. And, uh, and so I've like really come to terms with George because I'm like, I'm not going to keep him staked all day or in a fucking house all day. And, uh, and he's been fine. It was Sophie because she was like, you know, right next to my wheel. And I didn't see her. She was so small and chubby. Couldn't really move that fast. George constantly makes burner IGs. He's just going to do his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's totally ungoverned. I mean, he's a sweet dog. He loves the family. He's protective. He's not aggressive. He loves to play with us. You can tell he loves us. But at the same time, he doesn't. He's not motivated by food, which is nuts. George, I can have food. And I'm like, come. And he's like, I don't need food. You're forgiven. It happened. And it's not abnormal. It would be different if it was hunting dog where you weren't as attached. Yeah, because uh, Amy was like, should we have the cats in at night? I'm like, no. I'm like, cats are uh, tools. They're work. And I get it. Like, we've become very fond of... Uh, two out of the three of our cats, because they're like really nice, but I'm like, I do not have the same attachment to the cats. The cats are here to kill mice. And I know that sounds anti-Semitic, but that's their job. And I'm not allowing myself to get close to cats. I don't let myself get close to chickens. Um, but so, but the, the, the small dogs, there was a giant phase in my life where they were like my children. And I can't shake that. Like, I still view them that way, even though, uh, don't be fooled, George was stuffed months ago. That's a taxidermy, George. Yeah. Yeah, don't be fooled, Gammas. Uh, they were right about me and old George. I mean, I, 
Do your cats bring you mice that they've caught? We have one on our doorstep every morning. Uh, no, they just, they eat them. I try to keep the cats a little hungry. I feed them, uh, but I try, I try not to overfeed them because I, I need them to kill. He hasn't moved this whole stream. Yeah, George is a mellow dude when he's not out gallivanting. Um, I don't have kids, but I got over my dogs going. Good for you. Good for you. That's, that's good. All right. Unauthorized.tv is down. I don't, I don't know. People say that, but I don't think so. Maybe. All right, let's, uh, let's read some mail. Odyssey is working. It's fine. I don't know what's happening. Let me uh, check my internet speed. I think it's fine. Ever since I've moved downstairs, it's been better as well. Uh, it's good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I have fast internet right now. I think the gamma is square. They're like, usually they jack off. And right before they're about to come, they go, unauthorized.tv is down. Oh! Uh, I forgot I have this switch for comeback. I don't know what that means. BK is cool. What about the Mormons? Oh, I already covered that. They're the Jews of America. Instead of selling debt and porn, they sell Tupperware and trampolines. That's about it. Did I show the video? Did you guys see the video? Woohoo, UAT is back. Oh, was it down? I'm literally this guy sometimes. Uh, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys didn't hear the Mormon gravy? Coddington. So I, I didn't put the clip of the guy talking about the Dead Sea and all that. Saw a video. Yeah, you guys saw it. Jesus. All right, I'm just going to read some mail and then just go live my life. Dear Owen, thank you for your conversation with Ardo Survival. After hearing him mention Jerry Marzinski, I looked Jerry up and just finished reading his book. In 35 years of working in state mental hospitals and prisons for the criminally insane, Jerry noticed patterns and similarities in the voices his pa patients described. Um, the voices were always negative. They always incited fear, self-loathing, and helplessness. Any positive encouragement by Jerry was met by increased derision from the voices. If the patient continued to listen to Jerry, the voices would get the patient to run out of the office or failing that engage in more extreme measures. I was listening today as Instagram closed all your accounts. Instagram's reaction sounds just like those patients' demonic voices that freak out at any positive message. Yeah, totally. Um, what's, what's happening here? Man, I'll have to rewatch the video later. Kyneton, what's happening? Is, are we like clipping and skipping now? Is that a whole thing? <sighs> are you going to text me the stuff or no, of course not. Why would, why would I want to be? I'll text you the full thing. Just tell me what's happening right now. God, I can't tell what's happening out there. So am I going to be emailing you the video? Um, all good here. Okay. It's, it's very distracting for me when things keep going in and out and in and out. Uh, so, but I, I like to know if I'm not live, but at the same time, if people are like Odyssey's working, kind of VK skipping another, I can't focus on what I do. And then I'd have to close the chat and then I can't have the chat to like interact with. It's, it's literally Really think before you just start doing that. Like you refresh first and ask yourself, is this something that we need to bring attention 
to the chat. And if not, just don't do it. There's people that are like, oh, no, forget it. My phone just went through a bad service area. Rumble is fine. Twitch went down for the video. I, I don't care. Like, that's super distracting to do. And I know you think you're helping, but you're absolutely not. And we've covered this a hundred times. If all my internet is down, Kyenton, will you please fucking send me a text uh, so that I know to not just keep rambling and talking to the darkness. But if it's just little glitchy things, just seriously don't write it in the chat because then everyone gives their little update of like, well, I'm doing fine on Rumble. No one fucking cares. We're talking about the mentally insane. George is finally up. All right. Um, and Kyneton never, ever tells me what's happening. No more chatting about it in the chat. Kyneton, will you just, Kyneton, will you just tell me what the fuck is happening out there? Obviously, something's happening. God's like, wait till you're done, and then I'll send you a five-page report. Well, I'm currently live streaming. Is it live or is it dark? Is it clipping? Is it suck? Like, what the fuck is it? Warm up the ban hammer. No, these are not bannable offenses. They're innocent offenses, but just think. Like, think like if I'm reading a chat like it's a book live, if it's only about technical problems, am I going to be able to do my job? The answer, of course, is no. I'm going to have to address the technical problems. And I have Kyneton, who's running the, the, the buttons and levers of the entire thing, and he keeps saying very um, shadowy, like, like occult I would call it occulted messages. He's like, I have a way to fix this. I'm like, what is this? He's like, it's fine. I'm like, and then someone's like, oh, it's out now. It's like only for a few seconds, but it's fine now. And now it's out. I have a, I will give you a, a, a brief later. We have twice as many places live. So I assumed incorrectly UA would come back on its own. So UA is down. So, so we have to now, do I have to email you it when I'm done again? Do I need a decoder ring? Are these cod drops? You know how Q would always be like, hold tight, patriots. Think, think COVID. Think vaccine. Think shutdown. Think. Right? And everyone's like, oh, Jesus. That means we got Hillary cornered. Please, can I just text you? You're missing the messages. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Kyneton. Okay. Nope. No text from Kyneton. That in the biz cod is called dead air. Anyway, back to uh, the criminally insane. <clears throat> For those of you that have been vaccine damaged, I'm not mad at Coddington. I'm not personally mad at Coddington. I'm very grateful for his hard work. But can we just figure the fuck out about how to communicate during technical problems? George is no longer peaceful. George is no longer peaceful. No one cares. No one cares about old George. No one cares about George. No one gives a fuck. All right. Um, as above, so below, and another fractal, our battle is not flesh and blood. Jerry's co-author, Sherry, described one of the her interactions with the voices when they took a particularly aggressive form. She was fighting her fear with no success. Then something about the voices struck her as funny. It's so funny that I'm reading this as as we're having technical problems. Isn't that interesting? Let's all just take a step back and think about when you're being positive and uplifting, the little technical demons love to just fuck with it and try and silence it, right? Oh, how dare you? That sounds schizophrenic. It is what it is. Um, 
She was fighting her fear with no success. Then something about the voices struck her as funny. She laughed a hearty laugh and the voices immediately dissolved and disappeared. Yeah, laughter does uh, beat demons, fact. It's one reason why I'm so goddamn funny. Do we hear about the Mormons yet? Fuck you, Jackobat. I mean it. Fuck off. Fuck off, Jackobat. Did you guys hear about the Mormons or no? No one tells me anything. They're like, oh, it was only six seconds. And someone's like, it's been two minutes. Are we going to talk about the Mormons? I just did the whole Mormon thing. Do I have to do it again? Jackobat's like, so are we going to... Jackobat sucks. He fucking sucks. In a battle against the principalities of darkness, ridicule is a mighty weapon. Thank you for uh, launching so many on target, fear-seeking megafund missiles. With love and gratitude, Falcor. Yeah. Thank you, Falcor. I appreciate it. Jaguar's like, so do we ever get to talk about the... The whole joke about the Mormons is that they're American Jews. They have a salty lake, obsessed with Zion, Tupperware. The joke was the Jews sell porn and debt. The Mormons sell Tupperware and fucking trampolines. That's the whole joke. Do you need more Jackobat? Would you like more Mormon jokes? I can do more Mormon jokes. Jesus. It's not enough for Jagobat. What would Jesus do, says Jagobat? Would, would did Jesus ever tell people to stumble in like a drunk in a chat room and just be like, hey, what's going on, everybody? Why Tupperware, says Jagobat? Fuck you, Jagobat. Because they do sell Tupperware. It's a joke that the Mormons will laugh at. Because every Mormon family has 20 dudes named Jacob and somebody starts a Tupperware fucking company. And then they all sell each other the fucking Tupperware and that's how they launch businesses. Okay? I'm trying to mimic that with Bertaria where we support each other, we have our own networks, all that. The Mormons are like ethical, moral Jews that aren't obsessed with their own dick and coming. Okay? Jacobat, is that enough? You need more? Tup they all sell Tupperware. Not all Mormons, but every fucking Mormon family, someone's selling Tupperware. And they all have trampolines, and everyone's named Jacob. They have a salty lake, they have their own bank, they are obsessed with loopholes and the idea of a promised land. They're Jews. They're Jews that haven't degraded themselves as much as the Jew Jews. So the Jews make Tupperware? No, they make debt and porn! The Jews, in their little world, one of the fam one of the Rothschilds will be like, I'm going to sell them pornos, blacks on blondes. This will break the family unit and, and make it so there's no longer homogenous. And then they go, everyone quick, support Ira. And then they all push it on the fucking people, right? Mormons do the exact same thing, except it's Tupperware and trampolines. That's the whole joke. Now you can accuse Mormons of being um, pointless, why do they care so much about trampolines? I'll tell you why. Because if you have 10 kids, there's nothing better than to zip them up in a fucking trampoline and let them bounce. Want to know why a lot of people make fun of Mormons with their trampolines? Because they don't have a lot of kids. When you have four kids under seven like me, you put them in a fucking trampoline, you zip it up, and you say, bounce away, gummy bears. And they just bounce and bounce and bounce. <sighs> Jesus. What do the Jews do? They sell porn. All right. Yeah. 
That's why I'm good. That's why I'm Okay, thank you, Kaizen. Appreciate it. Well, we all got a great joke out of it because of Jackobat's retardation. I think Jackobat uh, has been vaccinated thousands of times. What is the Mormon motivation for polygamy? God's law. Because having multiple wives that you provide for is a demographic fucking nuclear bomb. And it's way better than your OnlyFans account and going to a bar where you drink poison water to lose your inhibitions so you can get fucked by a stranger with plastic on his dick. That's why they're polygamists because polygamy is obviously not evil. It can be evil if you like marry off a fucking 13 year old to a monster, obviously. But the idea that swearing an oath to a woman under God's law and giving her a house and a family and provide for her is somehow worse than going to a club and doing lemon drop shots until you can put your dick in her mouth and come in her mouth. And then if she has, gets pregnant, you can murder her baby in a big temple that looks like an Aztec fucking temple. And then all the Democrats give you a pat on the back because you're fucking brave and beautiful. And then you get a fur baby so you don't feel like killing yourself when you're 40. Okay, that's why they do polygamy because it's obviously better because there are going to, because every woman wants to be married if they're not in a broken highly sexualized gamma troll bullshit world. Not every man is capable of having a wife. A lot of them are gamma, low, low functioning, you know, the type of guy that doesn't feel any motivation to work. Okay, those women are going to want a husband. And so there are gonna be high performance husbands that are like, you know what? I can manage three wives and give you all children we will have, they will have fucking 40 first cousins and we'll take over the entire county demographically, okay? That's why they have polygamy. And the reason that polygamy is so outlawed is because it's a bomb against the grabbler notion that uh, you have to lower your birth rate. Because there are, and by the way, polygamy is very hard and I don't want to do it. It's not for every, in fact, it's for a very small amount of people. It would be a nightmare. It's not about sex. It's about providing. It's about uh, having the resources to provide a house for every one of your wives and all the resources for their growing families. That is really difficult. Um, the West is so indoctrinated with porn and sexualization and hell and sin that they're like, oh, oh, it, it, because you want to fuck two women at the same time. What are you... Usually if a man has multiple wives, they die younger from stress. It sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. It's a calling for some highly successful men to give families to women. That's why in the Bible, the Bible that no one fucking cares about apparently, because they get all their stupid theology from some faggy pastor with a rainbow flag and a 501c3 tax shelter. Okay, when your brother dies, you're supposed to provide for his wife. That's the whole thing. It's like, it's all about providing for women because women right now in the West live horrible, unimaginable prostituted lives where they're fucked uh, into oblivion by these high status males without any obligation. So let's say you have a high status male or a fake high status male, like the Andrew Tate type archetype. They'll fuck and fuck and squirt and come and get sucked off and hit them and beat them and threesome, foursome, fivesome on a yacht, come on them, fuck them, right? Oh, how dare you? You sound deranged. That's our current society. 
Imagine if every time you put your dick in a woman, you had to make an oath and a promise to her financially, and you wouldn't encourage her to murder your own offspring, right? That's what it's about. It's about tribe building. Now, am I doing this rant to justify me doing it? No, I have no interest in it. It's an Old Testament thing, marry your brother's wife. Oh, how dare you? Like, you want to fuck your brother's wife? No. No, the whole thing is to not put women in a position where they are sold off into sexual slavery to a foreign land run by, you know, grabblers. It's the whole point. So when the, the polygamy, I've, I've heard, you know what I've heard? You know what I've heard? That's the second time Nicole's popped in here. And be like, I heard, I heard that, that, that the Mormons do worse things than the cartel. Really, really. Do you see them after the Tupperware party skinning and burning people alive on an oak tree? Are you retarded, Nicole? No offense, but I thought I kind of shut it down early. And now you're saying, then, then why are they polygamists? Because they're Christian. They're actual Christians. Not the fake gay pastor rainbow fuck my mouth flag Christians. Oh, I eat the cracker in the blood. We live forever in heaven because, you know, it, it, it's bullshit. That's why. Is there problems in the Mormon church? Of course. Corruption, all that, all that shit. But that's Christianity. And people that want to act like polygamy is not Christianity are liars. It's in the Bible exactly how you have slaves, how you have multiple wives, how you provide for everybody. You're currently enslaved by debt. You don't realize that because you're retarded, right? In the Bible, it outlines exactly how you're supposed to provide for your wives and your slaves, okay? Right now, you don't have to provide for women at all. You can just fuck them, come on their face, have them kill their baby, you know, beat them if you want, put it up on YouTube, get yourself Hustler University. There's no law at all to protect women. That's the irony of feminism. Feminism is having women give up their bodies, their sexuality, all of it for debt, isolation, no family, no tribe, none of it. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like the, let me show you guys something. Uh, Kyneton has a super chat. Apparently it's hard to do the provost soak on a trampoline. Good point, Father Bear. Yeah. And uh, Mormons are all about loopholes, just like Jews. Um, this, the, the meme of the week that won for Vox, for those of you that are vaccine damaged, I'm not angry. I'm ranting. It's a comedic rant and a lot of people are enjoying it. Um, here's the meme of the week winner. And it's exactly what we're talking about. Okay, one second. Voxday.net. This is why actual Christians, and I know, and again, I'm not, I don't want any more wives at all. Not even a little bit. It's a responsibility. It's an inverted world where you think women are just sexual toys that you squirt and fuck and polygamy. I'm, you're retarded. Okay, what was your career? Asked the, the, the girl with the glasses and four cats. This, says the woman with generations of children and grandchildren. That is why the Mormons are polygamists because they're actually following Christianity. And now you don't even have to be polygamous to have this picture at all. But the woman on the left is living a miserable, enslaved, abused world. She's put in debt by a college. She has to be alone in a cubicle working for a man that is not her blood. In the hopes and dreams of paying off an unpayable debt, 
that has been securitized by the federal government so she can never default on it. Instead of children, what does she get? Cats, dogs, fur babies, animals that will absolutely, if she's lucky, will die before her. But she's depressed and anxious all the time, so what do they give her? Petroleum-based Rockefeller medicine pills to give her a pick-me-up in the morning called Adderall and a land-down in the evening called Wellbutrin or Zoloft or all this shit. If she gets lonely enough to have carnal relations with a man, she goes to a, 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 a commercial establishment where everyone's drinking poison water where it makes them so retarded they put their dick in people they don't know. Okay, so then if she happens to get pregnant after taking hormone blockers, hormone blockers, so that her body believes she's pregnant all the time but is never actually ovulating, if she has the miracle of conception inside her, what does she do? She goes and kills it because she doesn't have a man to provide for it or protect for it, okay? And she has to work to pay off the debt that we established. That's actually what's happening in the West, okay? The woman on the left is a slave to a degree that is banned in the Bible. You're not allowed to fornicate. Why? It's not because, oh, you're just a goddamn prude. I'm no prude, guys. It has to be the standard. It has to be the standard. You can't negotiate with the, the truth. You can't say, well, I think the sky's blue. Well, I think it's red. We'll compromise on purple. No, it's fucking blue. The standard is no fornication, no sex before marriage and commitment. And when you have a child, you provide for it. That's it. Now you're going to make mistakes, I'm guessing. That's the standard we attempt to live by. That's the truth. Having multiple wives is infinitely more moral than the hell that people put women in. And here's the worst part about it. The Stockholm Syndrome, the gaslighting. This girl on the left thinks she won something. This girl on the left has grown to despise and to view as threats the women who made the right choice in life. The girl on the left feels uh, like society has exalted her for being the right one. When in fact, she's a miserable slave. And it's such a hard truth to face that they can't. That's why they take pills. That's why they drink poison water called alcohol. That's why they have fur fucking babies. And as someone who just lost a pet that I used to view as my child, it hurts. It hurts really bad. People forget that the Bible was written in a time where people were living in hell. People are living in a worse hell now than when the Bible was written. You just don't see it because you're brainwashed. That woman on the left was not possible 3,000 years ago. Oh, how dare you? Oh, how dare you? Dude, to put a woman on drugs, pills, killing their own babies, to choose to go into a clinic and fucking suck your baby out with a vacuum was un... That's unfathomable torture to do to a woman's heart. And they know it. They always know it inside. So what do they do? They hide it with self-righteousness. Oh, no, not only is abortion okay, it's, it's the best. Okay, I'll take locusts over tranny story hour. Oh yeah, this is the locust. 
She wasn't possible 125 years ago. No. And you're taught that you escaped a hell. That you escaped it. You didn't. The poison water is good. Fruitless in marriage is good. The inversion turns the good to evil. Drinking to get drunk is evil. Yeah, I've wrestled with that a lot. Drinking to, be, to get drunk. Drunkenness is clearly a sin. Alcohol, you know, I go back and forth on it. Where it's like, it's in nature. It's, uh, it's a useful homesteading tool. Uh, like, you know, having a little bit in the winter to give you a... A warm feeling. I don't know. It's not, you know, this not drinking is a great standard, but I don't know. I, uh, and oh, you're, hello. What's up? Yeah. Uh, right there. I'm going to stack it up like right over here. Thanks a lot. Where are you going? Oh, cool. Awesome. Water and wine, there's that. Yeah, but that could have meant something else. That could have meant that when you were in the presence of Christ, drinking water felt intoxicating with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there's a lot of things. I, I respect people who never drink. I really do. I think it's a great standard. But do I think having one drink is evil? I don't instinctively think so. But again, it's better to not, in my opinion. Especially if you have uh, issues with, uh, with wanting to vacate or check out, you know. Drinking isn't for everyone. Yeah, it's, uh, if it's even an issue in your life, you shouldn't at all. All right, anyway, let me, uh, I hope that isn't bad advice. I'm just, because the Mormons and the Muslims are, they do seem to follow the laws more than your modern churchian, uh, you know, homoerotic Christian, and they don't drink. But at the same time, as a homesteader who makes tinctures and shit and understands fermentation and uh, gut biome and all that, a little alcohol isn't, it's, it's the intention behind it, in my opinion, and a lot of, uh, I would drink if Christ handed me some wine. Yes, yes, obviously. No, Noah was drunk. Uh, well, I mean, allegedly, it, that's what led to his, his downfall, allegedly, you know. Addiction is the vice, I think, says Jacobat. No one cares what you have to say, Jacobat. Everyone's mad at you. <laughs> Drinking poison is small amounts good for a relax. Yeah, but people can say that about heroin. It's a tough call, man. It's a tough call. It's all about being honest with yourself about it. Um, I've struggled with relating to people as someone who doesn't drink. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like, imagine being polygamous. <laughs> imagine being someone who's actually following the, the laws of God as, as explained in the Bible. Do you know how much of a stretch it is to say that Jesus said, no, he said that every man should have a wife or every wife should have a man. Like that's what's referenced for saying polygamy is bad. So vague. And I believe that. I think what Jesus said is right on the money. I think the best family is one man, one woman. But polygamy is obviously not immoral. It's obviously not. It's like, and it's very needed and necessary in times with a depleted male population and a lot of women that want to have children. 
And if you look at the Arab Emirates and places like this, Saudi Arabia, places that still follow the law of God when it comes to polygamy, they are crushing demographically. All right, anyway, let's uh, read a few more letters and then call it a day, shall we? If that's okay with Martin from Rockfin. Uh, we're all just street dogs trying to eat all the brownies. Everyone's vulnerable to addiction. Yeah, everyone's vulnerable to addiction. Everybody. And uh, that's just reality. My addictions are more food-related, but I've been losing a lot of weight. I don't know if you guys can tell, but... Um, these, like, uh, the morning workout that I do every day and then just trying to limit each meal to one plate has done wonders. All right, anyway. Dear Owen, thank you for, like, for me, it's way, food is way more of an issue than alcohol. Maybe men in authority positions shouldn't drink, fathers, pastors, etc. Yeah, I agree. I, and I also don't think that you should ever tell, um, you shouldn't encourage anyone to drink. I know that. I know that, that being like, oh, come on, have a drink. Everyone should have a drink and land the plane. I, I think that's wrong. But if you privately consume alcohol, is that worse than over-consuming bread? And I say, in my life, it's not. That to me, I have much more of an issue with over-consuming really good food uh, that would lead to more health problems than... Uh, my desire to overconsume alcohol because the times when I'd want to overconsume alcohol was when I was having social problems. Like I, I would want to be around dumb people and fit in. And so being home on a farm and stuff, I never have that instinct. Like I'm never like, oh, I got to get drunk to fit in, you know? So I've actually had very little um, issues with that. But um, wine with a nice cheese is a good duo, says Gypsy Bear. Yeah, Gypsy Bear also thinks fixing a roof and stealing a horse is a good duo. Anyway, uh, thank you for reading my recent letter on stream 1514 and giving me your opinion and advice. I'm, uh, my username on BTA app is Blossoms. I'm not overstating that, th that you are a genius. There is so much you gave me the truth about and I agree with what you said. I remember her. She was the one that was having suicidal problems. Uh, the Jewish uh, girl. And I was telling her I was giving her advice and also telling her not to be parasitic. Like, don't keep telling people about her problems to go out and do things. Remember that? If you want to re-listen, it's uh, 1514. Your perspective is incredibly valuable. Your outlook is more effective than many social workers I've seen for talk therapy. Yeah, talk therapy is where attention goes, energy flows. And where your energy goes, that's where you create. The Field of Dreams is the... The Field of Dreams is seriously one of the best fucking movies ever. It's like where you put your energy and your attention and your logos and your words, that grows. It's like that, that gay little thing people say inside you are two wolves. Um, the one you feed grows, you know? The joke I was doing for a while was uh, inside you are two wolves. The first one is gay. The second one is gay. You are gay. But uh, so when you do talk therapy, like, like this is a form of fucking talk therapy in a weird way. But what do we focus on? We make fun of evil shit and we use laughter to get through demonic presence. We encourage family growth, humor, music, homesteading, self-reliance, right? And so we as a group are having a major uh, positive influence from this stream, not just you guys, myself included. Me talking and saying this every day has had a profoundly good effect on my life. If you sit around and talk all day long about how you want to kill yourself, 
you will, that will metastasize. That will not, that's why I'm not just talking about fucking Sophie every day. I talk for 10 minutes about it. Uh, because if I just, you know, like that one dude was like, just stop thinking about it. Yeah, but you have to do stop. You have to do that. You can't just say, stop thinking about it. Cause that doesn't work. You have to, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on other things. I'm, I'm doing streams and stuff. I'm not just like, but she just keeps popping into my head. And so what I'm going through with Sophie is probably what a lot of people go through with addiction and, uh, and suicidal thoughts. Uh, doom spirals are real. It's very scary to see in coworkers. Yeah, it is. So right now I have a little feeling and thought called my dog Sophie that died tragically uh, three days ago. Um, I, it's, it's, it's one thing to just never talk about it, never admit anything, never show your pain, nothing, nothing, nothing that can lead to a problem, but at the same time, just constantly talking about it and constantly going over it is, is another problem. And so what I'm trying to do is address the reality of the situation, have a laugh about it, have a cry about it. Um, but she just keeps popping into my head almost like. Like, uh, like what people go through with suicidal tendencies and you have to replace it. Yeah. It's like getting over an addiction. You have to replace it with something or channel that energy differently. Exactly. Exactly. I think ignoring it would be like lying to yourself. It would be, but so what is it? You want to give love to a dog that's no longer here. So the, the many times, a lot of times the, uh, the pain is from a bat, a buildup of like love or routine or memory or something. So then it's all about making new memories and putting your love in routine somewhere that's alive. And, uh, and that's, that's true. Cause there's not, no amount of tears, no amount of sadness, no amount of guilt is going to bring Sophie back. She's dead and everything dies, myself included. So how do you in a healthy way get through that? Processing your trauma is super important to move forward. Yes, but if you just focus on... All right, I'll just keep reading this. Uh, your outlook is more effective than talk therapy. I'm angry now to think of the entire system of talk therapy. And my brother told me it was invented by Jews and it's a trick. Yeah, she's a Jew, by the way. There's plenty of coddling and nice talk therapy like a mother instead of real talk like a father that is so much more effective and helpful to break out of old patterns. Yeah, that's another grab. Like to say talk therapy is bad. It's not, it just has to be balanced. Like our current system of talk therapy is bad, but if in the past, I'm sure going to see a good priest or a good pastor and having some tough biblical love thrown your way is great. You know, never talking about anything isn't good either, but it has to be honest. It has to come from a point of view where you want someone to get better. Unfortunately, a lot of professions, their profession relies on the broken. Like, let's say you're a therapist and you actually help people. They don't come back. And you see that with bears sometimes. Like there's bears that listen to my stream all the time. They give me tons of super chats and then you don't really see them that much anymore. And then every now and then they'll jump back in and be like, dude, I took your advice. I have a baby now and a farm. I don't get to chat as much or listen as much, but dude, thank you so much, right? If you did a chart, you would see that I would lose money from trying to help people. But money is a shit currency. It's a, it's a low currency. To build this community and have that, that, that trust and that, that health is great. Imagine if you're a mammon-worshipping 
money obsessed therapist. The last thing you want is for someone to no longer need you or want to come back and listen to you, right? They like the needy. And don't get me wrong, there's people here every day that are doing great. Maybe you're like bored or you're like at work or you're just like, this is your entertainment. That's awesome. But there's also people that have been here that are in a lot of pain and I've helped them and then they aren't here as much and, they, and then they forget to super chat, which is fine. I'm happy for them. Imagine how fucked up you'd have to be to be like, oh, that's no, you have to come back. You're not right. Having a family, having a farm, the stuff that I encourage puts your energy away from me. That's the irony is for all the things that trolls in the demonic realm of like said about me, it's completely provably false. Like I don't have narcissistic tendencies. I don't want all eyes on me no matter what. I give the best advice I can give and it gets me a tremendous amount of respect, but not a lot of as much attention or money. Like, uh, you know, the Joe Rogans and all these people, they always have a new a new fad you have to do, like a new thing, a new supplement, a new, uh, you know, fucking thing. Or else you just are like, oh, I get it. I'm, I'm done. My dad was in therapy almost a decade and changed nothing. Not only does it change nothing, it usually makes them worse because the more they break them, the more they have to get their therapist. It's actual cults, actual cults. You know, where it's like you go, like a, a therapist is actually a cult leader. They break someone down. They try and build them back up in the talk therapy thing. And they say, maybe you should come twice a week. Maybe you need some pills. Then you become a drug dealer and the only friend that understands them in the world. And then they also are making little files on you with all the most shameful shit in your life that they can use against you for blackmail. Congratulations. You now have a satanic Jewish priest. Foster Bear, what you're saying is resonating with me, especially about the loss and trying to make new memories. Great stream today. Oh, thanks. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, I'm in a tremendous amount of emotional pain. Um, but the best way through it is work, honesty, not indulging in it, not just sitting around being like, I suck. You know, self-flagellating, I feel tremendous guilt for running over my dog. Tremendous guilt. Like I, all the, it just keeps popping into my head. That isn't good. That doesn't help her, it doesn't help my family, doesn't help me. I'm not gonna lie to myself and say, oh, I had nothing to do with it. No, I did. I turned the wheel, my, car, my fucking dog died. But, you know, deal with it, be honest, face the trauma, talk it out, and then you gotta start moving on. That's why most uh, advanced spiritual beliefs and systems have a period of mourning, where you're like, you get two weeks to mourn. After that, no more. You can fucking be a mess. You can weep. You can throw yourself on a grave or whatever the amount of time is. The key is just an amount of time. It can be a year. It can be a week. It can be a day. It can be 10 years, whatever. It's you have this amount of time to feel the pain and to go through it and to face your trauma. And then you're done. And you're not going to be a fucking victim and a parasite for the rest of your life because something died. We all die. That's the reality of it. All right. Um, there is a small, there's a small misunderstanding you had in my letter. When I said that telling my story could help people, I was not referring to the downs I've been having this year. I meant to tell people about my progress and positive moves towards forward over the previous decade, but you are correct. There's no reason for me to talk about anything in my life, especially because it's focusing on the past. Yeah, and who are you to give anyone advice? 
You were in a fucking hospital two months ago. You should be asking other people about their lives and how you can help them. You are not in a position to give advice to anybody ever. Your story does not empower people. And again, I'm telling you this because I care about you on a level. I don't know you, but I care about you and I want you to be healthy and happy. You're not in a position to inspire anyone with your story because you're not on solid ground. So what you should do is look at other people to serve them, to listen to them, to better understand them. And in that, your entire inner world will heal. Where you think in terms of service, not in terms of regurgitation. And no, I do understand what you're saying. That you're trying to be inspired. You're not saying, oh, I want to kill myself. You're saying, I used to be so sad and because I did this and this, I'm not better. You're not better. You're still not better. Because you're still talking about yourself. You're still focused on yourself. You're still like trying to show people how you got through something when you didn't get through it. You're still focused on it. And we're going to work on that. People have told me to write a book and I realized for the first time that it's not even my idea. You are right that Jews have a culture of self-obsession. Yes. I appreciate your careful thoughtfulness about giving advice. I take to heart everything you share with me and I feel a huge relief in blasting through old dysfunctional thought patterns. Yeah, and the simplest thing is look out. Out, not in. You've done enough inner... Some people, a little inner introspection is healthy. Not Jews. Not Jews. Jews, you've done way too much. If you never look inward again, you will be happy. You'll be happier than... Jews, the last thing a Jew needs in this world, in general, is to look inside ever again. You're in a fucking hall of mirrors. There are people that have never looked inside. There are people that only think of others, only look out. They're, they're selfless in their actions. I've never known any Jew to be that way ever. Stop. Your introspection is fucking cancerous. When people say write a book, it's because they're sick of listening to you talk. They're basically saying, write it down in a book. Shut up. Grow something. Look out. All right. Um, and I mean that with love. You know I mean that with love. I know you need to hear this. It's all about balance. It is. I'm not saying to never look in. But, you know, it's, uh, Jews are like, but my feeling, I mean, the way I feel about the Holocaust, I mean, I feel fear, and then sometimes I feel guilt, and the fact that I'm alive, but the pile of shoes are all dead, I mean, that I feel, and so that's why I do so many self-destructive things, because I don't even know if I deserve to be alive when they're all dead, and then sometimes I resent people for never having these feelings, and then I kind of, I hate them for it, and then I kind of, shut up! No one cares! No one cares. The reason the Jews had to take over the media and publishing in Hollywood is because no one wanted to listen to them. They had to own all of the industries that make stories and books and movies because if they didn't, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. We don't want to watch your trauma. 100% BB. Yeah, no, it's true. Anybody that's had Jews in their life that they love, or Jews in their life that they care about. This is needed for them to hear. No one cares about your feelings of a pile of empty fucking shoes. No one cares that you don't 
fully relate to your dad or no one cares. No one cares about your images of your body. And that's why I'm promiscuous because I feel kind of fab at the same time. I feel when I'm wanted or someone looks at me, shut up, stop. Yeah. It's dark inside. Look out. And the more you look out, the more your inner world gets light. It gets happy. It gets joyful. Focus on the needs of others. All right. I appreciate, um, Thank you for taking the time and it is a special experience you give to people through contact with your audience in such a personal way. Yeah, I can tell you're a really thoughtful woman and like, a, like you have a lot of goodness to you and you're on a, a journey, you're on a path. And maybe one day your story would be interesting to read or hear about. It's not now. It's not because you haven't won. You know, and it's like, and you will, you can, it's simple. It's so simple that you'll overlook it. You potentially a real tragedy would be. It's so simple. You overlook it for the rest of your life. It's just looking out. Yeah. Get a, get God, get a baby and shut the fuck up. Exactly. I've been ranting about this for years. The Jews think they're, they're, they're so wrapped up in trauma and sexualization and their feelings and what's going on inside them. And, their fears, you know, they've been persecuted. Shut up. Like that's right after they'll do a genocide. They'll rant about this. Like right after they fucking systematically take out a race of people because they wouldn't go into debt or something, or they wouldn't accept a fucking, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a central bank, they will go on and on about their feelings of guilt and said, it's like, then stop murdering good people. Stop making slaves that don't realize they're slaves. It's really hard on people's minds. You know, it's true. And I am giving you more love in this advice than you'll get from any of the talk therapists or your families because your families are looking inside themselves. They're not even loving you. Tough love requires caring about someone else. If I just wanted you to be a, a donor and a writer and all that, I would just be like, oh yeah, you're so fucking brave. You know, it's like, you're not, you're indulging, you're feasting on your own self-hatred. It's coming from a guy who killed his dog three days ago. You don't think I could do that? You don't think I could sit around and be like, yeah, I'm never driving a truck again. Oh my God. Every day I just, I can barely go on. Amy, I can't work. Just no, I can't do the live stream. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I might burst out into tears. Yeah, I fucking cried like a bitch the day after it happened. I love that dog. I killed her. It was my fault. Time to move on. If, if in three weeks, a month, two months, I'm sitting here bitching and crying about my dog, I'm oh, indulging. I'm feasting on my own sin and self-hatred and guilt like it's goddamn sugar and I'm an ant. You don't think we all have that ability of being like, I just can't, the trauma of running over my dog, that's why I have to squirt, you know. I just, I, I have to drink and squirt because, you know, it's so hard and that's the reason. And I want to be a better boy, but what about me? Yeah, I'm going to play, I'm going to play you. And this is, dude, I'm rooting for you, Blossom. I really am. Bless you and your family and the culture and community of the Bears you have built. It is inspiring that you said, fine, I'll do it myself and create so much. Yes. I get to tell my story and it inspires people because I got through a hell 
and they want to know how the fuck I did it. When you checked yourself into a fucking mental institution a month and a half ago, no one wants to know how you got through it because you didn't. You're still going through it. And the minute you look out, the minute you focus on other people's service and not your own feelings and self-hate and guilt and trauma and expectations and failed expectations and body imagery and sex. And the, the minute you stop doing that, you will feel a weight off your shoulders. And then your guilt and trauma want to grab the weight and pull it back. They'll say, no, no, no. I'm defined by that weight. You know, without that backpack of weight, I don't know who I am. It's like when the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time in 90 years. You know what they did? They rioted because they didn't know how to win. The Red Sox were defined by being fucked over and having a curse for 90 years, longer than the Holocaust ago. And so when the Red Sox with like Big Poppy and all those dudes, when they finally fucking won, did they celebrate? No, they burned cars because they're losers. Titty bear, bull rush bear. Your people are, your identity is to lose. You're cursed. And because of that, you didn't know how to win. You were never like, man, it feels so good. Now you're like, oh, the fucking, the fucking Yankees out there, the fucking Yankees think they're better than me. You just beat the Yankees. You think you're fucking better than me? No, you just won. Boston, you just beat the Yankees. Now, are you going to be happy? Oh, they fucking, the, the queer, the queer, this, this fucking cause talking, call me a queer. I'm going to burn the fucking car. Boston are Jews. It's the same thing. They, they don't know how to win. Hey, Jews, you run Congress, the media, the financial system, all the drugs, all the porn, um, the bank, all of it. You fucking won. How can you still complain? You fucking won the world game. Oh, no, but you don't understand inside of me. And inside of you is a fucking loser. And no matter how big your fucking castle is, or how many goyim you own, you know you are a fucking loser and you don't want to be a winner. You want to be a loser. And until you want to be a winner, you're never going to be one. You know, you'll see a goyim on the street kicking a can down the road with no money in his pocket and a smile on his face because he fucking fucked his wife that day or had a great sandwich. And you own fucking Indiana and you can't get a boner because you know you suck. And that's why you look out. These Jews won. They won. They own all the money. Oh, yeah. Hey, look what the Goyim will do. The Goyim will kill their own children for this fucking green pig. Yeah, yeah. Oh, way to go, Jews. Guess what? Inside, I know what you are. You're focusing in at your darkness and you hate yourself. And even in victory, you still want people to stare at a pile of empty, shitty shoes. You still want to make people think that you're the victim because in your heart, you are a victim. And until you choose to be a victor and not a victim, you suck. You're going to act like Kanye West, some fucking nigger who's ranting. Don't get me wrong. Much respect, Kanye West. But, he, you know, yo, niggas ain't shit. You know, nigger, nigger. Some dude wants to point out that you own a lot of black people and that you find that threatening. You suck. No one likes you. You don't even like yourself. Your family, your family views you as threats to their inheritance. Okay. I'm going to play you guys a mountain bear sketch. What I'm ranting about right now is no new revelation. Okay? The Jews are exhausting and no one cares. This is a little sketch called Ira Wants to Be a Better Boy. The Book of Ira. 
Victory has defeated the Jews. They don't know who they are and they self-perceive as victims and losers and nobody cares. One second. Nobody even cares enough to tell you this shit. I know the last time someone gave you fucking good advice, you encouraged Rome to nail them to a cross, but I don't care. You're not going to nail me to a fucking cross, Jews. Oh, but I'm trying. Okay, watch this. This is exactly the truth about Jews. You do it to yourself and you got to let the burden go. You're not a victim at all. I'm a tax collector. I feel really bad about it, but fuck, I just do my, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to see that you don't need the the money. Oh, I don't need the money. Really? You see it now? Ah, just grab more money off people. I'm cheated. Hey, Jesus, sorry about taking all the silver for selling you out and everything, man, but I just so, I was fucking squirting. I was so scared. It's all right, man. I know you, you know not what you do, but, you know, please stop now. Like, now, stop. Yeah, dude, I get it. I get it now. Man, this silver is weighing really heavily in my pocket. <laughs> I feel like a real dickhead. It's okay. You know not what you do. But don't do it again. I won't. Hey, Roman guy, this guy also crushes. Can I have some more money? <laughs> wow, Jesus, that was amazing. I can't believe you just blew my mind again. It's all good. I don't think so. <laughs> You want me to see another, un- want me to do another unbelievable thing? Yes. Oh, Jesus, he bat- look at you, bat a thousand every time. Okay, it's all good. Now, now, can't possibly be. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thanks for all the fish and looking at them on the water. Everyone's crunching. It's all good. Now, though, there's no way, though. I know more, though. <laughs> Dude, how many times do I have to tell you it? Like, I just keep showing you. That I am real, I know shit. No, yeah, I know you're crushing. Look, water, wine. You fucking deny the devil. Everyone's doing great. And you blow my mind, Jesus. I had leprosy. I'm now crushing again. Look, my dick is back. Oh, dude, I was so fucking full of demon, bro. You told me to stop sinning, and I'm crushing. I thought that I was blind. I can fucking see everything now. Jesus, you're so great. So you trust me, my son? Yes, obviously. It's all good. No, no, no. It can't be. I mean, I was with you, Jesus. Don't be afraid. I'm already scared again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dude, I, I, I just felt it. I'm not afraid. Wow, holy shit, I can hear God. Is it God's in my heart? Holy f- Oh, Jesus, I'm scared again. I'm jerking off. Jesus, I want to be a better boy. I want to be a better boy. You don't have to circumcise anybody anymore. We're done with that. We, we've, we've went through that lesson. We don't need that anymore. But who's going to give me back my fourth camp? Just stop, just stop now. Just now stop. But... I'm still clipped. I'm going to clip my kid again. Dude, I just said you don't have to clip anymore. Hey, but dude, what the fuck is going to give me back my foreskin? I told you, <laughs> stop with the foreskin. I've already told you guys that. My children, no more foreskin clipping. Oh, Jesus, but I want them to feel suffering like I feel. I know, and I'm, I'm relieving you of that. Be not afraid. Fear not. I, I feel it. Oh, my God. My posture is finally straining. You guys stop the trauma cycle now, Ira. Last tip, I promise. Okay, when you guys make... Uh, America, can you not just can you not just put a giant dick in the uh, in the heart of the Capitol? Yeah, no fucking way are we gonna do that, Ira. I know you. I know what you're gonna do. Oh fuck, seriously, you're gonna take 
a hero and you're gonna make a monument and you're gonna say it's for him, but it's for you. Isn't that right, Ira? No fucking way. No way would we do that. We'd make a, a face and he'd just be like a normal person. It wouldn't be his penis at all. Ira, I'm the son of God. I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna get you're gonna get a statue and you're gonna make it a giant dick. I just can't stop looking at it. And because it's so sick and weird, no one's even gonna notice for like hundreds of years. They're gonna literally be like, oh, that checks out. Because no one can even conceive of how fucked up you people are. What? No. In 1900 years, we'll definitely stop clipping dicks by then. Ira, I know you won't. <laughs> I know you won't, Ira. Just look at me. Just stop with the, with the tips. Is it okay if I bury two giant, two giant amounts of gold under the giant shaft and then when people wake up to the moon landing, it squirts all over Delaware? Ira, that's insane. I know you know not what you do, but it's seriously getting tedious. Outgated. Oh, Jesus! Okay, so that's going to be it for me today. BB is 100% right. My dad has a doctorate in marriage um, and family therapy, and he has always said the best way to get better is to help someone who is worse Often you are like a rich girl with those similar problems. He had to go play guitar for down center for abused kids. And that was the only thing that started her feeling better knowing she could lift someone else. Just focusing on other people. You know, it's the narcissism of these people. I just want the tip of the dick. It's so fucking crazy. That's why it's like when Gavin McGinnis is like, oh, you're so Oh, Kanye has gone way too crazy, says Gavin McGinnis. Gavin, you're nuts. You pretended to be raided by the FBI so you could have a victim narrative so you can get sympathy because you're fucking crazy. Kanye just pointed out the truth about a lot of Jews. They, they need to control and own people because they're terrified of random chance because they, they're unequipped. They have no, their self-identity is terrible and they're clipping their own dicks. All right, that's it for me today. Kyneton Final Super Chats. If you want to uh, subscribe, uh, unauthorized.tv, it's a great spot. LibertyLinks.io slash Owen Benjamin. And then, of course, LibertyLinks.io, uh, Owen Benjamin Live for all the links. Um, yeah. And why am I the one giving better advice than, like, therapists? Because they're, they, they're paid to lie. All right? They're nuts. Uh, caught up. You did have that one Aussie, but I didn't have a name. All right. I got to go. Uh, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Unauthorized.tv, BertariaCampgrounds.com. EntropyStream.live slash app slash Benjamin Comedy. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and boil, guys.